All the way from California, Dr. Sam What's up, Eddie? How are you? Good, brother. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. Good seeing you. I haven't talked to you in a little while. I know, my man. You're looking looking good as always. I'm trying, man. How's everything in Australia? Dude, it's getting there. We're we're uh, we're slowly we're slowly getting better. We're uh, starting to open things up, and it's been a little bit crazy, as you can imagine. But it's been not too bad. We're getting there. What about you? Same, man. I think we're opening up next week on the eighth. It's been a hell of a ride, man. You know, as you know. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm eager just to have a life, man. Like going back to restaurants and going back to the gym. I've been I've been cooped up. A hundred percent. I'll tell me about it. People are about to go crazy, but we're getting through it. We're ready to go. And hopefully this interview inspires everyone. So when we do open, people can go out there and uh, attack their careers and goals even more so. So Sam, I've known you for like 10 years now. And I, and again, I just want to say first and foremost, I mean, a lot of people don't know, um, but people will know my journey, but people don't know how much of an impact you've had on my life. And I, I'm constantly showing you my gratitude and letting you know that just because you've had such a huge impact and you continue to, to do this to this day. And I wanted to share with all my followers your journey and they can see really how you've inspired me and, and now you can inspire them as well. So again, I want to say thank you before we get into it. And, uh, and now I can't wait to share your story with everyone. Well, thank you so much for your kind words, man. You're always a great student. You're always eager to learn. You're always hungry for knowledge. And you always were trying to better yourself in every way. And that's what I respect about you and anyone who is out there just trying to become the best version of themselves. Awesome, my man. Awesome. Well, let's start from the beginning because you, you've got an incredible story. But tell us a little bit about how you grew up and then how you came to the land of the dreams, the USA. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I was born in a third world country, Tehran. I was born in Tehran, Iran. Mm. And... Uh, it was crazy because it was a third world country. And then when I was three, two things happened that forever changed my life for the better. Mm -hmm. I always say for the better because at the time, you was like, oh, my God, it was the worst thing. You know, mm -hmm. one was we went to war with Saddam Hussein in Iraq. He was bombing us, you know, every night. So we heard bombs dropping and people getting killed and all that kind of stuff. And also my dad left. You know, my mom and dad were divorced. My dad left and I never saw him again after that. You know, but mm. those two things became the best thing because if I didn't, you know, we didn't go to war with Iraq at the time, I would have never came to the United States. Yeah. If my dad didn't left us, I would have never became the dad that I am today because I want to become mm. the best dad that I can because I never had a dad. So I think life happens for you, not against you. And True. for people who are going through some crazy times right now, I know we're all going through it. Always remember this, you know, that God is not going to bless you until you pass the test. And the way God tests you is give you adversity and see how you handle adversity. And if you Ooh. fail that test, that means you quit. The only way you can fail the test is quitting and becoming a victim and complaining mm. that you're not going anywhere. And guess what? God is not going to bless you. You know, so everybody mm. that you see that made it somewhere in life, everybody, I don't care who it is, mm. you know, they, all they did, they kept going, they persevered, they never stopped. Mm. Okay. Mm. So don't let any setback become your setback. Setback is always God's perfect stage for you to have a massive comeback, man. Mm, I love that. I love that. And then, of course, you come to, to, uh, to America and you were very successful in bodybuilding as well. And that was another thing that, I, uh, that you always inspired me with. Tell us a little bit about your journey into bodybuilding and some of your achievements because you've done some things that no, I don't think anyone's actually done. So why don't you just share that with us? Well, you know, um, you know, 
when I came to America, mm. I wanted to enroll in seventh grade and I wanted to play football. Football, real mm. football, not American football, right? Yeah. And in 1985, in the middle of nowhere America, Sharon, they didn't have, they didn't know what that was. They said, that's called soccer. We don't have a soccer team. Mm -hmm. So I tried out for a basketball team. I didn't make the basketball team. Mm. I was devastated. I was the only one. There was 23 kids, you know, went out for the basketball team. 23 mm. kids, 22 made it. One person didn't make it, and that was yours truly. Mm. I didn't make the basketball team. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I remember going home, crying to my mom, saying, I don't, you know, I don't want to be in this country. This country sucks. Nobody likes me. They don't have my, my, my favorite sport. You know, mm. yeah, Brazil, Brazil is the, the king. Yeah, that, yeah they're, they're the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I give them that. I, I want to go back to my uncle. My mom said, we don't have, we don't have a choice. Mm. And one thing my mom always taught me, mom said, Sam, you can be whoever you want, whatever you want, mm. if you're willing to put in the work. Yeah. So at that age, I'm like, all right. So the, the key was, my mom said, go to the boys club, get better at basketball and play, you know, try out next year. And you know mm. what? I went to, the, to that boys club to get better at, at playing basketball. And I fell in love with lifting weights. Mm. I fell in love with weights. And the rest was history. I became obsessed. I became yeah. obsessed in becoming, you know, the, you know, the, you know, learning everything I could about, you know, gaining muscle, losing body fat, getting stronger, and, and just hack my body to, mm -hmm. to, to, to look and feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. and, that's what, and, and if I didn't do that, you know, I, I wouldn't be here. So, you know, every time I, I, went, I went lifting weights, I had, I had a mediocre genetics. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, I had, you know, skinny arms, skinny chest, and I had, a, had a, had a big old fat belly. So when I told mm. everyone I want to become a bodybuilder, they're like, you bodybuilder, you're never going to make it. Yeah. But you know what? I didn't listen to the naysayers. Mm. I just kept lifting. I kept lifting. I kept lifting. I kept working out. I kept working out. Kept like, you know, taking my protein shakes and taking my little allowance to GNC and buying the latest, <laughs> you know, potion or whatever. You know, Red Max, yeah. studied it. And in 2002, I became the first bodybuilder in history to have the first place title in every single weight class. Wow. Yeah, every single, no, nobody's ever done it. 143, one, uh, 154, 176, 198, and 202. Wow. wow, incredible, incredible. And again, that's sort of like your narrative, isn't it? Always facing adversity, always facing the naysayers and, and, and pushing through with that mentality and that mindset. It's incredible. And do you think, I mean, you've had a huge, huge impact in business, not only on, on my business, as I mentioned, but... People that don't know you, you've got over 100 gyms throughout America yes. and Mexico International as well. You own different supplement companies and a whole bunch of different businesses. Do you think that your mentality that you sort of forged in bodybuilding and sport played a, a role and an impact in your entrepreneurship? Absolutely. Career? Absolutely. Mm. Look, you know, bodybuilding and, and, and this sports in, sports in general is hard because you have to have mm. a certain discipline to go practice when everybody's watching TV. Go practice... Mm. When, when everybody's eating junk food, you know, go mm. practice where you can be just laid in bed and just be relaxing, right? Most people yes. just want to relax, right? Yeah. You know, and, um, and so that's already hard. But bodybuilding mm. is a whole different thing because, you know, most of the time, you know, most sports, you go play the sports for a few hours and you're done. Mm. Bodybuilding mm. is 24-7. Yeah, bodybuilding, yeah. You know, not only you got you to go lift weights, but then you, what you have to do is you got to prep your meals. Yeah, know exactly what to eat, what to eat, when to eat, right? Mm. And then also you got to make sure you get plenty of rest. You know, then you got to yeah. make sure you practice your posing. You got to make sure to do all this. So it's, it's, it just consumes your life. So you got to be disciplined with your time. And this is what I got. Every single day, I have discipline with my time. I know exactly what I'm doing at what time. 
you know, mm. you know, mm. and so I became a master of managing my time to be able to get where I want in life. Mm. You know, and mm. that helped me through college. That helped me with business. That helped me in life. You know, if I mm. told you I'm going to be somewhere at one o'clock, I want to be there at one o'clock. Mm. You don't have to remind mm. me. I don't need no reminders. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, and it's it's funny. One of the things that I I guess I noticed about you firstly when we started talking many, many years ago was that you were just, you were constantly up at 3 a.m. That's always been your thing. You've been up at 3 a.m., grinding it out. Tell us about how that started and how, how has that impacted your life? Why do you get up so early every damn day? Because to me, we all get the same 24 hours. It's how you use it, yeah. right? You know, here, here's a fact. By the time, if, if, if on average you work eight hours a day, mm. and most, if you average out your commute, you eat, you know, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. The average all out. You really have, and, and, and I put sleep in there, you really have eight years mm. to be as productive as you can be to make something out of yourself in this world. Mm -hmm. By the time you factor work, sleep, eat, no, commute. Mm -hmm. So why would I want to waste that away? I would want mm -hmm. every competitive advantage to be able to get to where I want in life. And, mm -hmm. and for me, I learned to embrace the hard. I don't like... I don't like things that are easy. Mm. You know, I don't like taking the elevator. Mm. You know, there's no elevator to success. Yeah. If you want success, you got to take the stairs. Mm. Matter of fact, you got to take the stair master. That's how you're going to become successful. You know, easy mm. things, you know, are, it, it's not enjoyable. I like to earn mm. things. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's so true, my man. You definitely have. There's no doubt about it. I mean, this time has been quite interesting. I mean, a lot of people are going through big challenges in their business. And I, I know it's the same over in California. I think one of the most inspiring things when you're going through a challenge is to hear about other people's challenges and how they came out of it. I want to pick your brain quickly because I know you experienced something similar to this, not with a virus, but in the economy many years ago. Can you tell us about one of the most challenging moments in your business uh, career and how did you overcome that? Well, I mean... Look, Andy, in, 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 when I started my business in the year 2000, mm. you know, I was, you know, I was happy. I was in my 20s. You know, I was happy working mm. 70, 80 hours a week for something that I love to do, being in the gym. Mm. And making, I'm making a good living. I was happy with that. But one thing I didn't know, one thing that didn't teach me at school, one thing that I didn't have a mentor or a father to teach me was that, mm. you know, economy has its ups and downs. Mm. You know, nobody taught me that, hey, Sam, when going is good, it's not always going to be good. And mm. when going is bad, it's not always going to be bad. Mm. You know, so mm. there's, there's seasons of life. So I was doing good until 2008, the big recession hit. It literally knocked me off, took me off guard. I never experienced I thought everything was going to keep going up and up and up and up. And next thing you know, my business just went down. And my house mm. was being foreclosed on. I'm mm. late on bills, payments. And, and on top of that, the worst thing, you know, I, we were expecting our first child. You know, mm. you know, six months, you know, we were six months pregnant with our first child. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have negative $314 in the bank account. Mm. What am I going to do? Mm. What am I going to do? So mm. with that being said, when you are faced with adversity mm. and you also like also not life knocks you down. Mm. You really have two choices. Let that knockdown be a knockout, mm. which means don't get back up. Mm. And just blame your circumstances and blame everything and everybody and become a victim mm. or get back up, mm. stumble and try to figure your way out of this mess that you put yourself in. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, when, and when life punches out and the, you go through the season, 
Winston Churchill said, when you're going through hell, keep going. Mm. And when you yeah. just keep going, then you're going to get blessed. So in 2008, you know, 2008 to all the way to 2013, Andy, it was tough. It was tough times for me. It was tough times for me. You know, you know, we were, you, were, you know, house was being foreclosed. You know, I was bouncing checks. You know, credit got shot. I didn't mm. know what to do. But I kept going. I kept going. I tried different things. I tried different things. I tried different things. And boom, I hit it. But here's the thing. It's to make a mistake is human. To make the same mistake twice is just plain stupid. <laughs> so, so going through that time, Andy, mm. I never wanted to put myself in that position. I never yeah. wanted to put my family in that position. Mm. So when the going was good again, I always prepared for that winter season. Mm. So right now when it's winter, right now with the COVID-19, we're shut down and all that kind of stuff. Guess what? Mm. I'm okay. Mm. I'm okay. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. But in 2008, it was a whole different story. Mm. 2008, I was like, I was, I was down low depressed. Mm, mm, mm. I can imagine. I mean, especially with your family on the line, it would have been extremely scary for all of you guys. But I guess you see, we're seeing that happen right now across the board. Do you, have you seen a shift in people's mindset or do you think people are getting more negative just because of fear and the media and things of that nature? There's always going to be two types of people. Yeah. There's people who live in fear. Mm. And there's people who look at things and say, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I adjust? How can I pivot? How, how, how can I get better? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's two types of people. Like, mm. you, know, you know, we both own gyms, right? Mm. So some, some of your members are going to say, ah, oh, man, you know, you know, you know, the U is closed now. Mm -hmm. You know, what am I going to do? I'm just going to eat crap and just watch the news. And, you know, what am I going to do is close. Mm -hmm. The other's going to say, you know what? You know what? Uh, here's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a five-mile walk every day. I'm mm -hmm. going to do some push-ups. I'm going to do some sit-ups. Maybe I'll yeah. Google some workouts. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm going to see what they have to offer online. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll do it a different way. Mm -hmm. You know, look, things going to change. Mm -hmm. Things going to evolve. Just a few hundred years ago, we didn't have automobiles. Yeah. So, you know, the, the species who can evolve is going to be able to adapt and evolve is going to move forward. The species who can't, they're going to be extinct. Mm. Yeah, so very true. nature. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess it is forging that mindset to be able to handle any, any adversity as you go through. How important do you think mindset is to entrepreneurs I mean, you work with a whole bunch of different entrepreneurs in all different industries. And I know you've seen all sorts of mindsets working with people in gyms and, and, and everywhere. And coming from your point of view, how important is mindset? And what sort of mindset do you think you need to be successful in business these days? You know what? The, the, the only type of mindset is this. You know, you need to have a mindset that, that business is just like weight loss. Mm. Weight mm. loss is not linear. Mm. Yeah. You know, how many, how many times you, you, you know, you eat the same thing, you do the same exercise, one, one week you lose two pounds, another week you don't lose anything, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. business is not the same. Business mm -hmm. is exactly the same. You're going, mm -hmm. you're going up there, you're doing everything, you're doing good, you're doing good, you do the same thing, you're not doing good. Yeah. Well, guess what? You got to adjust, pivot, and figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. So in business, you evolve, mm -hmm. you get better, mm -hmm. and you understand that there are seasons in business, there's seasons in life. Mm. Mm. absolutely 
Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that a lot of people, I guess, in our generation or my generation, anyway, probably haven't realised that until this point in time. Much like you and your point in time, but I tell you what, it's it's such great learnings and great to see. Again, looking to to mentors like you and how you've done and come out of it. So I guess it all gives us hope as well, so we can uh, move forward and, and grow and learn and pivot for the next time it happens, because it will happen again. And it will happen 100%. And if we have that mindset and mentality, we can outplan and, and out-strategize everything. Now, Sam, you're probably one of the most driven people I know, which I absolutely love and have always looked up to you. And I remember when I was over in California a couple of years ago and you were building your mansion, which was incredible, and you invited me over and I, and I felt absolutely blessed to be there. Walk through, you've got your Lambo, your Range Rovers, your... Ferrari, your shoe closet's bigger than most people's houses. And one of the other things that I've always loved about you is how humble you are. So you've got all of these incredible things. You've, you've, you've really left a legacy. And, uh, and, of course, you're super sincere and humble. But now that from the outside world it looks like you have everything, what drives you now? Like once you get everything that you've always wanted, what then drives you to keep doing more, being more, and achieve more? I, I don't have everything that I wanted. You know what I want? What? You know what I want? I want to have the best version of myself, and I'm not yeah. there. And nice. I'm never going to get there. Mm. You know, I'm not, mm. you know, I don't care about the Lambo. I don't care about the Ferrari. And I don't care about that. Matter of fact, let's, you want, we, I, we, we can take a look at them. You know, so yes. here's, here's my office. You know, um, go right here. Have piano room. You know, here's my little son right now. You're about to chase me down right now. <laughs> you know, but you know what? All these material things don't define me. Mm, you know, what mm. defines me is for me to get better every single day. Mm, you know, mm, for me, absolutely. you know, you know, getting better every single day is where it's at. And there it is. Mm. You know, so who cares? Who cares about that mm. for a while? Who cares about the lab? Who cares? You know, they, 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 those were things that I wanted to have when I was poor. And what I was having, oh my God, once I, you know, once I make it, here's what I'm going to buy and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, yeah. I don't really even drive them. I don't really care. I drive my Infinity. I don't need to impress anybody or, 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 or anything like, like that. Mm -hmm. What I want most is to impress myself. What I mm -hmm. want most is for my son and my wife to be, you know, to, to, to respect me and say, oh my God, my daddy is this and this and that. Not what, what my daddy bought. It's what yeah, my daddy yeah, yeah. is and who he became. You know, mm -hmm. and that, 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 that that is an ever evolving target, you know. Mm, mm, you know, mm. just, just like you, you know, just like look, Andy, you've been you've been in you've been in incredible shape. But I mm. bet you, when you were in that incredible shape, when you got on stage, you told mm. yourself, "I could be better." Yeah, absolutely. I could be better, mm, right? Mm, so mm. guess what? You always could be better. You mm. always got to strive for more. You always got to push for more. You know, and 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 yeah. it's not about having material things or the best body and like that. It's about mm. you want to become the best version of you. And it's a disgrace for somebody who know mm. that just they wasted their life mm. and then mm. didn't, didn't try to be the best, best version of themselves. Look, the difference between you and I mm. versus the, the, you know, the human beings, the human species mm. versus the animals mm. Mm. is the fact that we can improve and we can evolve. Mm. German Shepherd, my German Shepherd 200 years ago, his mom and dad is the same German shepherd. They have the same kind of mentality, the same kind of thing. Yeah. 200 years ago, our ancestors were in a different world than we are right now. Mm. Why? Because we put the man on the moon. We yeah. invented cars. 
We we started putting up the houses. Yeah. We started doing the running water. They did it. So for you to stand there and not use God's given talents that, that he put in you, you're disgracing God. You might as well just become an animal. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. <laughs> always always straight talking, my man. I love it. <laughs> I've got two more questions for you. I, I appreciate your time, Sam. Two more questions. Of course. What are three tips that you want to give all those entrepreneurs out there that are pushing hard towards their goals right now? Three tips from the man, Sam all the way from California to help them achieve. Okay, number one, mm. surround yourself with people who you aspire to be. Yeah. Okay? yeah. If you, you want to mm. be a millionaire, hang around millionaire. If you want to be a billionaire, hang around billionaire. Don't mm. say, I want to be a millionaire and, and, and go on, you know, hang around some jackass people. You know? yeah. That's number one. Number, mm. two, num number two is learn delay gratification. Mm. Okay? And that's something that I wish I knew. Delay gratification yeah. meaning that giving up something that you want now for something greater later, which is yeah. the number one indicator of success. Mm. Okay? If, you're, if, if you're just an emotional person and you can't learn how to delay gratification, mm. you're going to have a hard time. I don't care how many millions of dollars you're gonna, you, you make, you will end mm. up losing it. Mm. Mm. Okay? And number, number three, you know, the best way for you to get what you want is be a go-giver. Mm. Give more. If you just give more without any intention, mm. it will come back to you. So that was, mm. that's the three things I'm going to give you. Give, give, leave somebody. If I have to give three three tips, that would be the, that would be it. Mm, amazing, great advice, great advice. And Sam, you've just had a new son. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, not just, but a couple of years. But I want to ask you the question: Is there any new lessons this time around with fatherhood that that you've learned that you'd want to share with everyone? Obviously, this is your third your third child, and you've got beautiful kids. You take so much pride in mentoring it, mentoring your kids. Is there any new lessons that have really sort of blown your mind this time around? I used to think that kids need quality time. Mm, mm. It's not true. They need quality and quantity time. Mm, mm. See, none of my kids, none of them, my 10-year-old, my 6-year-old, my 11-month-old, they don't know, they, don't, they could care less what car I drive. Mm, mm. They could care less what shoes I wear. They could yeah. care less of any of these material things, right? Mm. All they want is attention, love, and time. Mm. Mm. And I make sure every single day it's part of my schedule to give them undivided attention for four hours a day. Mm. And that, you know, at the end of the day, they're my why. That's what I live for. I, all this stuff I do for them. Yeah. You know, I work, I work for them. Hey, dude, if you give me a 400-square-foot apartment, Mm. You know, internet connection and a few books. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I don't need. I, I'm, I'm, I'm straight good. Just give me, give me yeah. some weights too. You mm. know, and you know, and, and some cardio. I'm good. I can, I can live mm. off of that. Mm. I want to mm. show them, you know, that what to strive for, hard work is associated with everything that I have. That's what I want them to know. Yeah, yeah. I love that, and you're definitely doing it, my man. You're definitely doing it. Sam, I want to say a big thank you. It's been an honor to share your message with everyone. And again, I want to say thank you for the impact you've had on my life. And keep doing what you do, man. It's, it's super inspiring. It always has been. Brother, I appreciate you, man. You're a real friend. I know we don't talk every day, but you know that I'm always here for you. I love you, brother. Mm. Give my mm. best to your wife. And, and, mm. and if there's anything I can do, man, you let mm. me know. All right. Thank you, my man. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye-bye.